0: Okay? I mean, it's really been a shitty birthday for me. No offense, but I don't need a serenade right now. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to a very extra special episode that is all about Casey Racer's birthday! And Casey, I hope you do not agree with Molly Ringwald. I hope that you do want a serenade, because guess what, baby? I have a song for you. Casey Racer, one of your favorite movies... Of YA history is Greece. So this goes out to you, my dear.
1: I got my problems and she makes them right. She sees me through the day and even late through the night. There ain't no way that she won't be a big star Just keep believing now that writing is who you are Casey's the girl Moving for years like a rolling stone She had to hustle through but she was never alone She knew she'd find herself inside of a book From character, to plot, to all those crazy looks Casey's the girl, she's that girl, it's her world She's got smarts, she's got feeling Casey's the girl, she's that girl, it's her world She's got skills, she's got meaning She's got nostalgia on a golden string She writes the stories down, she makes the scenery sing Her graphics rockin' all, her posts are the best We all stand her now, because she's clearly so fudge Casey's the girl She's got smarts, she's got feelings Casey's the girl, she's that girl, it's her world She's got skill, she's got meaning She's taking over so let's all make some room She's gonna knock off our socks and make the wide world bloom Let Harry Styles know that she's coming his way Sorry Ryan, but it just might happen someday Casey's the girl, she's that girl, it's a world She's got smarts, she's got feeling Casey's the girl, she's that girl, it's a world She's got skills, she's got meaning
0: All right, Casey Racer, that one was for you, right? I'm just kidding. I know that Casey will never leave you for Harry Styles or anyone else. Well, I don't know that, but I do believe it. For some reason, I feel like I'm giving a toast at a wedding now, but I'm not. I'm doing a podcast. So, Casey um, is fabulous. And Casey gave me a list of some of her faves some of her fave YA shows, some of her fave YA films. And, of course, there are things that we overlap on, things we have in common, which is fabulous news. So I decided that we would just kind of dive into some of those. We're going to call it a little bit of a nostalgia nest here. Nostalgia night. Nostalgia night. I like that. We're doing a nostalgia night, and it's Casey's Picks tonight. So... Everybody, just be warned because Casey really likes One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek, but um, at the same time, you're welcome. Uh, but before we get into those things, we need to talk about one of Casey's favorite movies, which is 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a fabulous film. And we have to listen to a clip right now. We have to. It's the rules. Three.
2: Although I like the Shelly swiss I like the sushi Cause
3: I never touched a vibe man I like wasabi when I bust rhymes, Big like me rhymes Because I'm all about value But the campers got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to hold me by a bus through you gonna
2: make a break And take a I Like a sink And make and check, Like vanilla It's the finest of the flavors you gonna see the sugars And you'll know the vertigo Is gonna go Because it's so dangerous You like to sign right a
4: be right with you. So, Cameron. Here you go. Nine schools in 10 years. My my army brat?
3: Yeah, my my dad is uh
4: That's enough. I'm sure you won't find Padua any different than your old schools. Same little last, wipe shit for brains everywhere. (laughs) Excuse me? Did
0: you just say, am I in the right office? Not anymore, you're not. I've got deviants to see and a novel to finish. Now scoot.
2: Scoot! Okay.
0: Thanks.
4: Patrick Verona. I see we're making our visits a weekly ritual.
2: Only so we can have these moments together. Should I uh, hit the lights?
4: Oh, very clever, kangaroo boy. Says here you exposed yourself in the cafeteria.
2: I was joking with the lunch lady. It was a bratwurst.
0: Bratwurst? Aren't we the optimist? Listen, did I let that clip be longer in the beginning than it needed to be? Probably. But we needed to hear both of those songs, so I'm not apologizing. Um, If that wasn't a trip down memory lane for you, let it be a sign to you that you should definitely go watch this movie. Um, It's on Disney+. Plus, So (laughs) I'm going to play a little game called Cancel Me, based on that last clip. And first of all, I think um, (laughs) it is entirely possible that the first song of this movie could be canceled by this point, if only because it's so annoying. And we've heard it a million times. Um, but those guys did also make the sound... Or the... the Theme song for the Big Bang Theory, didn't they? So I suppose we can thank them for that. Or... Depends on where you land on that. Which side of that fence you land on. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and cancel... Let's see. Something visual that I'm going to cancel is... Um, the fact that Cat, our antihero in this film, um, goes <laughs> like frankly I love her but she's just ripping down posters for prom. That's not okay. <laughs> like you can't just be mad that other people enjoy school and rip their stuff up apart. <laughs> like just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Um, that's mild. Then we get into the counselor's office and yes, I there was a warning at the at the start of this, but again warning, there are. You know, there's colorful language in this one. And uh, as a guidance counselor, Alison Janney, quite frankly, may be my favorite actress, if not for all the other great actresses, but I absolutely love her to pieces. And she does a great job being this like toxic, toxically cheerful, horrible person (laughs) who not only um, made comp, is writing a. really raunchy romance novel on the school's time, which everyone apparently knows about. Um, but I, I wanted to shout this out because Casey IRL was an army brat, which just means that your your parent or parents were in the army. And or military, and you had to move a lot because they got reassigned, and so this is a big part of Casey's life, and that's that's why I mentioned it, her being a rolling stone in the song I wrote, um, and so in this Cameron, A.K.A. Um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, is brand new to the school, even though he's I think a junior um, because he's an Army brat, and and she she doesn't she does not care at all. She's just like great. That's all you need to know. Everybody here is the worst. And he's just like, I'm sorry, are you permitted to speak to me that way? So that's canceled. And then also uh, Patrick comes in after making a joke with Bratwurst, which I don't understand why that would end you in anyone's office. Like, we've all been to high school, right? Like, boys did way worse than that. Like, I feel like at my school, boys probably did take out their junk and no one did anything about it. Thus were those years. But anyway, um, the cancelable thing is, first of all, why is he the guidance counselor and not the principal? Weird. Uh, And secondly, I mean, I didn't even have guidance counselors at my school. My counselor was just like, go to college. And I was like, great. No one's ever told me that before. Thank you for that feedback. Um, But no, so... She makes a comment about how he must think he's like super well endowed and his face is priceless. So if you haven't seen this movie or if it has been a while, just go watch that first scene because it's excellent. And Allison Janney plays does a great job being a woman who would have been too would had she actually existed. Oh, and I almost forgot to say that she calls him Kangaroo Boy because he has an Australian accent. And then she tells him to quote, keep it in your pouch, unquote. So pretty bad <laughs> all around. Bad, bad, Alice and Janie.
3: Hello, Michael Ekman, I'm supposed to show you around. Oh, hi, thank God, you know, uh, normally they send down one of those audio visual geeks. No, I, I do, I know what you mean. Yeah, hey, Michael, where should I put the slides? Michael. So, uh, Cameron, here's the breakdown. <clears throat> Over there, we've got your basic beautiful people. Now listen, unless they talk to you first, don't bother. Wait, is that your rule or theirs? Watch. Hey there. Eat me. You see that? To the left, we have the coffee kids. That was Costa Rican
1: butthead.
3: Very edgy. Don't make any sudden movements around them. These delusionals are your white Rastas. Uh, They're big Marley fans. They think they're black. Semi-political, but mostly. Smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. These guys... Wait, wait, let me guess, cowboys? Yeah, but the, the closest
2: they've come to a cow is McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> These are your future MBAs. We're all Ivy League accepted. Yuppie Greed
3: is back, my friend. Hey, guys, how you doing? Close it, Bogey. Yesterday, I was their god. What happened? <sighs> Bogey Lowenstein started a rumor that I, that I buy my eyes off at an outlet mall. So they kicked you out? i still take over, but don't worry. He'll pay.
4: <laughs> now, over oh
3: here.
2: Oh, my god. What group
3: is she in? The don't even think about it group? It's Bianca Stratford. She's a soft. I group. burn, I pine, I perish. Of course you do. You know, she's beautiful and deep,
2: I'm sure. Yeah, but see, there's a difference between like and love. Because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack.
1: But I love my Skechers.
0: That's because you don't have a Prada backpack. Oh. So obviously Bianca is so deep. (laughs) Um, We, you know, to continue Cancel Me, we can talk about the white Rastas. We can talk about... Uh, really just the segregation of the quad in general, but that's so very high school, isn't it? And then I think what's most cancelable here, it, which isn't necessarily explained in, in full in this scene, but Bianca, I burn, I pine and perish girl, she is this like damsel whose father uh, prohibits from dating. And so she's sort of like this virgin queen, which is kind of gross. Um, It's pretty gross, actually. But uh, this movie, not only is it older, but it's uh, from 1999, but it's also based on The Taming of the Shrew, which is a Shakespearean play. So, you know, he really cornered the market on things being cancelable and kind of gross. Right. So I guess we can go with it. It's kind of like how Disney movies are super messed up. All right. And Grimm's fairy tales. I digress. We're going to move on. Here we go. We are moving on to Dawson's Creek now and I'm gonna play a clip and I just wanna let you know this is Anger Corner. (laughs) This is Sarah getting very frustrated with um, the dynamics of this scene or these two scenes. You'll probably understand why. Casey, don't worry, I love Dawson's Creek too. I watched it like a fiend. Um, But you know, this is outdated and I have a personal anecdote that I'm gonna share. That helps explain why this makes me angry, but there's this entire dichotomy. I'm sorry, dichotomy. There's this. Enchi- blah, blah. There's this. Enchi- okay, I'm not even of this. I don't care. There is an entire dynamic where Dawson and Pacey get to fight over Joey, and Joey has to be in the middle, and Joey has to apologize. Joey's a girl, by the way, in case you guys don't know. <sighs> because these two assholes think that they each deserve her. And no one's actually asking her what she wants, except for Pacey, TBH. But, um, like, t- Pacey's better. I believe Casey would agree with me on that, Casey, right? You're Pacey, Casey, Pacey, pace, pace Casey. I kind of always thought Dawson was the worst. He always annoyed me. But, um, he's especially the worst now because he's like, oh, the girl I like, that's been in love with me forever and I never, like, wanted to acknowledge it, but now someone else likes her, so I'm going to, like, fight him. Anyway, uh drives me nuts, drives me bananas, and that's why I picked this clip. <laughs> Happy birthday, Casey! It wasn't my idea. I didn't ask him to do it, but I mean you know Dawson, once he gets something in his mind, it
1: I'm sorry.
3: If it wasn't your idea why are you apologizing?
2: Because you're obviously upset.
3: I'm upset because we haven't spoken in two weeks, and now when we finally do, the first words out of your mouth, as per usual, are about Dawson.
0: this conversation is about to get harder, Pacey.
3: You want me to drop out, too? Wow, Dawson Leary couldn't have scripted this one any better, could he? What do you mean? Don't you get it? No matter what I do, he wins. If I drop out, he wins. If I stay in the race, I'm forced into direct competition with the guy. And if I actually win, I don't beat him, I beat you. So guess who really wins there?
2: Maybe you could talk to him. I mean, try to work it out Yeah,
3: we tried that. He doesn't really want to talk to me right now. And when he does, it's not entirely civil.
2: Could you try again, Macy, please?
3: Yeah, if that's what you want. That's all that you want. What are you trying to prove? Just trying to help Joey. Look, man. Why don't you just take a swing at me? I mean, honestly, just take a poke. Get it over with. Save us both a lot of time and trouble. Wouldn't involve our friends. Or family. Do you think that? Indulging yourself in some James Dean meets Grease Lightning fantasy that you're actually going to prove you're a better man than I am? I don't have to prove that. You made that clear when you moved in on Joey. For the very last time, Dawson, I made a mistake. I thought you of all people would understand someone falling for Joey Potter. (laughs) Are you delusional enough to believe that you actually have something real with Joey? Well, if I do, it's because of our own free will. Do you really think a couple confused weeks means anything compared to the lifetime that we've had? And do you actually think that you could possibly hold on to that beautiful woman with some sort of selfish ultimatum? Answer my question, Pacey. Do you really think you can compete with history? Some history? Fifteen years of watching PG movies in your bedroom, followed by another year and a half of pretending to be grown up, only to drop each other at the first sign of crisis. That's your history? Come on, man.
0: All right, so still... Pacey's better, um, because at least he's telling Dawson, like, you're definitely being a prick, and also, what do you think you even, what power do you think you have? And they're talking about, like, some sort of boat race as well, which is, like, a very obvious metaphor for the race for Joey. Um, spoilers, Pacey gets Joey (laughs) in the end, everybody, after, like, I don't know how many years, 12? But, uh, you know, Dawson's kind of a little baby, I... I just could never stand him as a little baby face until I started seeing him things in things that weren't Dawson's Creek and he like has it the actor James Vanderbeek is amazing. It's just the character Dawson he's just he's like he's a moper. I just can't do with moping. I can't do it. So, my anecdote without, you know, naming any names is that when I was in high school, three got guy, three guys did this. Not like they They were all like, we're going to fight for Sarah. And none of them asked me how I felt. Like, they were all just, like, trying to win me. Like, I was a stupid, like, one of those really cheap uh, prizes at Gilroy Gardens or Bonfonte Gardens or whatever it's called now where we used to go in Gilroy. And, um, you know, it was like I was, I felt like Jasmine. I'm not a prize to be won. You know, Jasmine from Aladdin. Have you heard of her? Um, And I just really, really resented that. It made me feel gross. It also made me feel for the longest time like I was responsible, like I was guilty that these people weren't friends anymore, which was insane. I didn't date any of them, by the way. did somebody else. But, um, you know, they all stuck around. And then a lot of them ended up just really um, detracting from my life because they kept trying to, you know, win something, win me, win my attention. I don't know. So I guess the, my, the moral there is pay attention to why somebody even cares about having your company. And if it's for the sake of how it makes them look, how it makes them feel like better than anyone else, or just because they don't want anyone else to quote, have you, that's problematic because first of all, no one can have you. And secondly, it's just means their heart is not in the right place. So you know, shoe Fly, Don't Bother Me, right? That's what that whole song is about. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me. I belong to somebody. And you do. You belong to yourself. So make them knock it off. All right. Okay. So Casey, sorry, that was kind of a hard lesson about Dawson's Creek, but at least I'm going to play the theme song.
2: So open up your morning light And say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive And see the peace in every
0: bothered me say a little prayer for I is incredibly grammatically incorrect and look sorry to be that person but it's distracting it's lazy songwriting all right you don't have to make things rhyme at the expense of sounding like you know how to speak anyways the second thing I want to say is that song will always be the Dawson's Creek theme song however it was its own song by Paula Cole in 1996, and man, is that music video wild. It's very blurry. I think it might be about father time. I'm not totally sure. Marie Antoinette shows up at some point. It's very wild, but they're talking about children. No children seem to exist. I, You know, I mean, that's a rabbit hole for me, music videos. It, it's a pet peeve of mine when they don't have anything to do with what the song's about. Um Cause I just don't get it. <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. Why, why would you make a video about a song that was unrelated? That's like saying you're going to paint the portrait of someone's dog and then painting a cloud. Like, I just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, Casey, I'm not trying to be negative, <laughs> but we're going to move on now from Dawson's Creek. We're going to get a little bit into detective mode because we're going to talk about Veronica Mars, baby. A long
2: time ago We
3: used to be friends
0: Right. So we're going to mix it up here. We're not going to do a game. We're just going to do some fun facts. Um, So here's a really interesting fun fact. It does not surprise me. It makes me a little angry, but also makes me glad because it changed. But did you know that the original character was supposed to be a man? Yeah, not shocking, but it wasn't because Veronica Mars was Veronica Mars. And I believe Kristen Bell was the first person to audition for the lead role. And she beat out a hundred women, so once they change it to a woman, I mean she didn't make that standard, but still. Um that's amazing. Uh creator Rob Thomas said his mind was blown and no he's not Rob Thomas from Matchbox (laughs) Twenty. Well, I'm not surprised. She's amazing. Um, okay, let's see what it says here. Veronica was almost a male character. Uh, the original plan was to write a book first. Sorry, I'm reading this from womenshealthmag.com The original plan was to write a book first at a male protagonist, but when it became a show Rob thought a noir show with a female main character was more compelling. Can't argue with that, and also that makes a lot of sense with noir, right? With that, especially with, you know, the uh I almost said problem solving <laughs> private eye work, you know. Um, supposedly the script originally said that Veronica was not cute, but sexy, tough, prematurely jaded. Angelina Jolie at 17. Okay, so like half dead., Ooh, I'm glad they changed that. No offense to Angelina Jolie, but I do think she's a victim of a lot of stuff. I'm gonna leave it there. Um, oh. And they film Neptune High School is filmed at a combination of Oceanside High School. At Hearst College in San Diego. Oh. What? Oh, sorry. It's at Oceanside High School. And when they go to college, it's uh, San Diego State University. So no big surprise. It's all down south in L.A. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, I'm not I'm not going to get into more except that Except that Amanda Seyfried also auditioned for the title role. Everybody, Amanda Seyfried, amazing actress, just played Elizabeth Holmes in The Dropout on Hulu. Please watch it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with how well she did. Um, but she ended up being Lily Kane, and I think that was iconic. Um, Lily Kane, if, if you have not watched the show, is, is the reason that Veronica gets so adamant about becoming a detective herself, because Lily Kane is her best friend. And she's murdered. In the first season, so it's a great show. Uh, it's really for all audiences, but it's so fantastic because it has that YA angle, and uh, you know they are in high school, so there's all those shenanigans. But I don't even want to say shenanigans because it takes on a lot of really serious issues as well, including you know sexual assault and just uh, just a lot of stuff that I won't name call because I don't want to trigger anybody. But it is a great show, and I recommend it, and I know Casey would too. So, all right, my friends, we are wrapping up. This is a shorter episode because this is a birthday shout out from a girl and she's taken time to celebrate, uh, which as she should. Um, but before I'm done, I found, this is silly, but I thought it was something that Casey would like. So I found this poem book that I made when I was in sixth grade Excuse, excuse the sound of the paper. Sorry. It's, it's laminated. <laughs> um, and I just thought I would read a little bit of my poetry <laughs> to Casey from when I was a kid, because Casey and I are both writers at heart. You know, she's a professional one, and I write for this kind of a thing more than I do. But, it, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm qualifying it. Um, we both love to write. We both always have. And that's been something that has um, helped us through. Our hardest times. So I, I suppose I wrote this about myself. <laughs> um, and I, I don't remember what the criteria was, but it just says Sarah, fun, silly, caring, wishes to be a good friend, dreams of a perfect world, wants to live out her dreams, who wonders what her future will hold. Oh, God. Who fears fear itself, who is afraid of high places who likes cats and bunnies, who loves pizza and candy, who loves to swim, who loves school, especially art, who loves to read and eat junk food, who plans to have a fun job, who plans to have a happy family, who plans to live a great life, whose dreams will never end. And I just want to say thank you to Casey, because she is a big part of the reason that my dreams are not ending. And that's why this is all dedicated to her. So thank you, Casey. And I love you. And I am so proud of you and everything that you have accomplished. Casey Racer, you guys, author of two books. The third one is on its way. Go to CaseyRacerWrites.com. Follow us at To All The YA. uh, And please stay tuned for lots of fun stuff we have coming up. Casey is always putting out amazing book reviews and fun um reveals and just amazing thoughts and memes and photos and all stuff to do with the world of YA um over there at To All the YA. So please go follow that uh feed and and also check out her books, uh Middle of Nowhere by Casey Racer and Everything Is All Right by Casey Racer. They are available on Amazon and, you know, hopefully They'll be available in audiobooks audiobook soon, but that's kind of in the works. So um, everybody, if you want to shout Casey out for her birthday, why don't you go on to our uh, iTunes or our Spotify? I think actually only iTunes has reviews at this point. Um, and give us a five-star rating and review, and you can just say, happy birthday, Casey. Um, so we can show her how grateful we are to her for all of her hard work. All right. Thanks everybody for listening so much. Have a drink for Casey. If you're underage, have a chocolate milk for Casey. <laughs> and enjoy yourselves. Love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Mwah. Oh, and check out thebookbundler.com and use our code to all the YA for 20% off. Goodbye. Go, 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 go show it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a card like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a
4: fuck at last. It's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got that exit. Get taking drugs. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Get in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got that I'm in the taking drugs. I mean, I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. You're get the getting rough. rub. When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on dub. Uh-huh. When I roll 20 deep, it's 29s in the club. Niggas heard I fuck with Dre. Now they wanna show me love. When you sell like him M&M and them and the hoes, they wanna fuck. The homie ain't nothing to change. Hold down, G's up. I see exhibit in the cut. They nigga roll that weed up. If you watch how I move and mistake before I play up here. I've been hit with a few shells, but now I don't walk with a limp. In the hood and the letter, 50 you hot. They uh-huh. like me, I want them to love me like they love pop. But how they in New York, the niggas to tell you I'm local. Yeah. We're playing to put the rack game in the trunk. Uh-huh. I'm full of focus, man. My money on my mind, got a meal out the deal, and I'm still in the grind. I surely said she feeling my staff, she feeling my flow. Uh-huh. A girl from Woody, they die, and they're ready to go. go I'm gay. Bottle full of bulbs with mommy, I got the head sipping the ticket drugs. I'm in the habit of saying in the making love, so come give me a hug if you're in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bulbs with mommy, I got the head sipping the ticket drugs. I'm in the habit of saying in the making love, so come give me a hug if you're in the getting
2: rough. My
4: flow, my show brought me to go. That brought me all my fancy things. My crib, my cars, my clothes, my shoes. Look better, I got.
1: Nigga, you mad? I thought that you be happy I made it. I'm that cat by the bar, toasting to the good life. You that faggot ass nigga tryna pull me back ride. Right? i get the puffin'
4: in the club. It's on. I'm with my ass, bitch. If she smash, she gone. If the roof on fire, let the motherfucker burn. Just talking about money, homie, I ain't concerned. I'ma tell you what banks told me, cause go ahead, switch the style up. The niggas hate to let her make them watch the money pile up. And we can go upside the head with
2: a bottle of beer. Where we be. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bulbs
4: with my I got that. sitting in the sick taking drugs. I'm mean, in have house, sex I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug get in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub, Look my I got that. in the sick taking drugs. I'm the house, ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug get in the getting rough. <laughs> don't try to act like you don't know where we be, nigga. Me the club all the time, they Pop up, nigga. <laughs>